1: LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com people today. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the
2: 442 Podcast. And today, Liam you've been waiting for this, haven't you? I have. We've got Stelios Guiana Koppelopoulos. Is that right? Almost. (laughs) He's played 77 games for Greece, scoring 12. He's won the 2004 European Championships, beating Portugal, which we're going to come back to later on. He's played for Panayalikos, Olympiakos, Bolton, Hull City, AEL, Larissa. Correct. Got the nod. He's honoured a one Greek Second Division Championship, seven Greek Super League titles on the Bounce, two Greek Cups, and he was named Greek Footballer of the Year 2003. Welcome, Stelios. Brilliant, Stelios. Thanks what? for the invitation.
1: Wow. And uh, what a privilege uh, being here with you, and especially the, the legends.
0: No, what, uh, seriously, going through your career, what a career that is, by the way. I mean, highs, lows, but mostly highs. Yeah.
1: Uh, thank you very much, but uh, as I said before, uh, your career was uh, unbelievable as well, uh, so no, 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 it's a privilege uh, being here no, with you. No,
0: no, no. Honestly, don't, don't say that. <laughs> so, You're going red, look
1: at I you. Know, <laughs> no, but it is. I mean, it's honestly... You, no, you honestly, know if, it wasn't, if it wasn't you, I wouldn't be here now sitting and uh, giving no. this interview. So, because I don't I don't need to, to give any interview. No. I need a reason, and uh, the reason was you. Oh, thank you.
0: It's a pleasure to have you. It really is because it's somebody, you know, when we started this, it's somebody straight away we said we'd like to have on. Top
1: of the list, your name.
0: You
2: know what I mean? So Thank you. you. It means a lot.
0: Well, let's get into it.
2: Yeah. Who did you support, Stelias, when you were younger?
1: That's a strange one. I was supporting uh, Panathinaikos, uh, which is the big rival of uh, Olympiakos, which I ended up uh, playing for uh, seven years. But uh, you cannot plan uh, life, do you? So what colour does Panathinaikos play in now? Green and uh, this is the, the shirt Very of Very similar uh, to this one. Super John. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Only the badge of
1: Panathinaikos is missing. <laughs> What's the
0: colour it is wearing <laughs> no, a different a different green. yes that. olive,
1: bit
2: of uh, olive. little bit of right I've got this little bit of a little where you started, that is all wrong, isn't
1: it? of a little I didn't it? start in Paniliacos. No, I
2: can't pronounce the one before that either. Paniliacos. so I will give
1: that one a miss. It's uh, Ethnikos Asteras. Yeah,
2: I can't pronounce that one. So I thought I'll come to this one.
1: Yeah. It's my neighborhood comp- uh, team uh, called uh, Ethnikos Asteras. That's why I can't uh, pronounce it. <laughs> What's it, John? Uh, that's what you said. <laughs> and uh, it was only 100 meters uh, from my, from my house, wow. the, the ground. So I was, uh, when I was not at school or at homework, you could find me on the on the ground, nowhere else just football, so football just football football, football mud. I was sleeping with uh football in my in my arms every single night i had uh, i and I still have a great passion about about the sport
0: so as a young boy growing up, obviously you've got your team in Greece, your favorite team obviously yes, who was your english team who do, who, do, who was that team did you support an english team at that time no not at all
1: because uh, <coughs> Of uh, our age, <laughs> we are not uh, young. We are the generation of the black and white uh, TV. Same as Liam. So we had uh, the opportunity to watch a football game every every weekend, or when a European Cup uh, was played every midweek, every Wednesday, where the the European Cups uh, were played. So we did have the opportunity to see and watch uh, foreign football uh, so many so so often. Uh, we were watching a lot of uh, Liverpool games uh, because of uh, Kenny Darglis and Kevin Keegan. And uh, everybody that uh, that period in Greece was a Liverpool fan because right. of the exposure the, the, the club was getting in back at uh, my home. So I was watching Liverpool and I didn't support Liverpool, but I was watching Liverpool. Yeah. So that was the first connection I had with English football. And who was the hero? Who was the hero growing up? What player was your your hero? Pele, Maradona, and Cruyff. That was my three heroes when I was uh, growing up. In any and, particular uh, order? No, I think it's uh, all three. Yeah. Because uh, I was trying to to copy and paste the elements from their game, put it uh, in my game, and every day practice in the in the training or every weekend in the games. Uh, what a players what unbelievable oh. players what a, such a talent and uh, I think that if these players were playing today it would be unreal for the for the young kids to see and for the people to see these kind of players
0: because it's like you said now you didn't have that saturation of television did you so it was very few and far between of what you saw but these players were just pff, ridiculous weren't Un-
1: they? unreal players and when uh, I remember myself when the video came out with the video cassette so I bought uh, uh, from each player one video cassette. So I was uh, watching over and over again, trying to stop, pause, go back with the video. You know, with yeah. pushing the the buttons, uh, forward, rewind, to see how they did this this dribble, and back, play. How did they do this uh, header? Back, back and forth. Black, and, and I was trying to, to copy, to steal yeah. in a good way, as yeah. we say, the, the good, the positive things, and put it in my game. Because you wanted to emulate your heroes. Yes. Yeah. yes. To be honest, uh, when I was a kid, I couldn't because we are from Greece and small country and football country as well. It's We didn't have anything to show to, to the rest of the world as a, as a football country. Yeah. Uh, we have to show up to, to the world from... Uh, uh you know uh cultural point of view a lot and historical and all this uh history that we have as a country. But football wise uh, we didn't have anything to uh to show to the people. So my dreams uh, regarding the national team were not big. Uh, I couldn't dream big for the national team. But it was something crazy that I had in my mind. Yeah. And maybe one day one day yeah. in my come through. I'm sure
2: we're going to come to that later on. Yes. No, I'm going to pronounce this wrong again. So. Yeah. Start playing proper. I can't pronounce it.
1: Pani- Pani, I- Paniliakos. Yes. Paniliakos. Yes.
2: Enjoy it there. Is that proper football then? Proper.
1: Yeah, because uh, one year before I was in uh, Ethnikos Asteras, which was a third division still, a- equivalent in uh, League 1 in England. Yep. Uh so you are a professional football player. Uh, at uh, the age of uh, 17, 16 and a half, 17, uh, I played one season there. After I got transferred transfer to the club that you said, Paniliakos, which was uh, a record-breaking uh, uh, transfer for that uh, time. It was. was it? it cost uh, uh, in Greek drachma uh, 40 million uh, drachma. Did you feel the pressure then? Uh, I felt, not pressure, I felt uh, positive pressure, positive energy. Ah, that you got confidence uh, at someone's... I, I got confidence because uh, when somebody pays this amount of money for a uh, 17 years old in Greece in that period, which had never, have never happened before, it means a lot. It means that uh, you are good, you have the potential, you have something. So, of course, it was uh, positive pressure for me to perform better, Train more, sacrifice more, because uh, that comes uh, along if you want to to make it uh, to the top level. How long did it take for bigger
2: clubs to come start looking at you? Because
1: you so hit, the, I hit got, the ground running, didn't you? Uh, I yeah. got there in uh, the summer of uh, '93. We played uh, my first season, got promoted. So '93-'94, I played in the championship, the second division in Greece. We got promoted again on the bounce. One more year to the Premier League, to the Super League in Greece. And after I went, I signed for Olympiakos.
2: Did a lot of clubs come for you though?
1: Yes. yes. In, the of, uh, in the summer of 96 was a uh, madness to my house because yeah. there were not uh, mobiles. No. or It was the beginning of the mobiles, <coughs> so I didn't have a mobile. So it was only the landline. And uh, <laughs> our house uh, was a madness because Olympiakos, Panathinaikos and AEC, the three big clubs in Athens. of, uh, of uh, Greece and Athens, All three wanted me and uh, the telephone was ringing every day from journalists, from radio, TV, newspapers. Who were doing best then out of the three? Because
2: obviously Panathinaikos is your team.
1: Panathinaikos was was my team and at the same time it was was, uh, doing uh, brilliantly uh, in uh, that period. They have uh, played in the Champions League uh, the recent years with very good performances. It was the the total club to to go for. But at the same time, uh, Olympiakos uh, made uh, uh, big changes because they hadn't uh, won anything for the last uh, 10 years. So the president, the owner, Mr. Kokalis, he he made massive changes. He invested a lot of money. He managed to to sign... uh, the best coach uh, in Greece at that period, Mr. Bajevic, uh, from Ike Athens, uh, a legend of Ike Athens and uh, a very, very good coach, uh, coach uh, to have. So the, be- the big investment was uh, to sign him first. And after uh, he gave him the, the green light to sign the best, uh, the best young, talented players, uh, mainly Greek and a combination of very good and top-quality foreign players. Uh, so the revolution of Olympiacos started in uh, the summer of uh, 1996.
0: So what was it that made your mind up? Because if your team that you support are in for you, and you've obviously spoke to them, yes. what was the deciding factor in moving to Olympiakos?
1: The deciding factor was that uh, I was not free to choose. And uh, my my team Paniliakos had to uh, get pleased from the offer, so Panathinaikos uh, pulled out. Uh, they couldn't make uh, the offer that uh, my club wanted, but Olympiakos and I, Athens made it. So it was up to me to choose uh, which club uh, I was going for, uh, because I had one more year in my contract. Panathinaikos, the owner, the president told me that uh, you stay one more year in your club. And uh, I will sign you for free agent uh, the next year, but I said that's not going to happen, either now or we don't do it. But in the age of uh, 21, to say to the president this type of uh, answer, uh, it takes some courage. Yeah, it was a brave decision. <laughs> yeah, it was a brave yeah. decision. It was a family decision as well. So out a great one.
2: First season, 31 games, scoring seven, winning the league. Back off! You buy your team Panathinaikos. Yes. How
1: did that go in your household? You know, it was a very intense first uh, season because, uh, as I said before, Olympiakos uh, hadn't uh, won anything in the last uh, at least ten years, maybe it was more. Uh, and uh, the hunger, uh, the passion of the of the fans, which uh, which are very very passionate fans, yeah. unbelievable and. Um, all the pressure that uh, we had because we had the best coach. We're supposed to be uh, the best talents uh, of the country. Uh, the pressure was on from uh, day one, from the preseason. I still remember my first day in the preseason. Um, but uh, it, all, it all turned out uh, very, very well. We, we gelled together uh, as a squad, as a players, characters as well, similar. Even the uh, foreigners uh, they try to speak Greek so they have uh, we have the same uh, we are on everybody on the same page which if, as you know John mm-hmm. in the dressing Massive. room whatever whoever lang- whatever language which you speak the football language is one and uh, as we saw here uh, in my years here which was a multinational uh, dressing room, we had only l- one language in the dressing room so it's very important in the room to be everybody on the same page, and we were in the, in our first season. Can we oh, give
2: some context of what you said about passionate fans? Yeah. Now, this is a bit, I like Greek football for this because I think they got Greek and Turkish fans are the best for passion. Yeah, yeah. So in Athens you've got the three big clubs, haven't you? Yes. But then up at Thessalonica you've got Iris and Pork. Park, yes. Again.
1: Yes.
2: Mad fans, aren't they? They're crazy, crazy aren't they? Crazy, crazy. Well, during the Euros with Iceland with the clap. Yes. Didn't yes. start with them. It, start, it starts at Polk, doesn't it? With the president.
1: Is that right? Uh, phew, we have many, many types of uh, these kind of uh, celebrations.
2: <laughs> yeah, but they, they just—it's uh, one match where I want to go. No, it is. I know it's off topic, <laughs> but a, a football match in Greece—I want to go. Off yeah. topic. Yeah, there I? are many. There are
1: many. You can there go. There are many,
0: but I mean, they're passionate people. They wear their heart on the sleeve. Yes. You know what I mean? But if they support the club, they support the oh, club picture, through, through eh? thick and thin. They, yes. They're there they're, and they're really, like Stelio said, passionate people. And, and that's it. it. You know, when you're a success with, with supporters like that, they'll back you forever, won't they? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like they are proper
1: good. You know, the fans, uh, they have criteria in these days, especially. Uh, most of the fans, they realise and uh, they understand football. And uh, you cannot get away with uh, uh, your performance. If you perform or if you give your 100%, the fan understands that. Yes. So even though though you lose the game, they have seen that you have given everything. Maybe it's not your day. Maybe it doesn't help. How many times you're going to to pass the ball in an empty net and you miss, for example. It happens. But uh, the fans understand that. So that's why they get behind you and uh, they support you.
0: You can have a bad day, but it yeah. doesn't stop you from working hard. Correct. And Correct. when you're not having a good day, you work a little bit harder. Correct. And then you'll get the respect. If
1: uh, you the fans. get the respect and you change it. Yeah. In the next game you will exactly. score, you will uh, Yeah. the relief uh, is going to come.
2: So when you went to Olympiacos, did uh, anyone take you under the wing, help you out? Cuz it's a big move from your club, isn't it? Yeah. Did anyone like get the arm around you, help you settle in? Uh, I've got here now a lad who John will remember, Nikos, Dabby's ass, went to Newcastle. Yes, yes. he was
1: a player. Nikos uh, was uh, was there uh, uh, one and a half year ago uh, before before me, yeah. uh, I think. So uh, I knew Nikos from a national team, and uh, he also uh, helped. Helped me to to adjust and adapt to my to, to my new team. Uh, but uh, me here, I was already uh, prepared. Uh, so you've been building. It's up my things. character. This is my character. This is my how I'm built. Uh, I was ready uh, uh, despite my age, I was only 20-21, but here I was 30. Right. Okay. So Whatever I did uh, in my private life, whatever I did uh, outside of the pitch, uh, whatever I did uh, in my personal life, and uh, uh, having a mirror to my appearance, to my performance on the pitch, everything was for f- football. Everything, just one focus.
0: Yes. So you were ready. You were ready for the step up. I right was. You know? Yes. You were ready. I was. Well, you can see by the stats you were ready. There's some stats there. Yeah.
2: So Olympiacos have not won the league for 10 years. Your first season, they win the league. Second season, you win the league again. But also you scored the first goal in the Champions League for them. A yes. slight tapping from 40 yards against
1: <laughs> Porto. Yes, that was a remarkable day for, uh, for the club. Not only for me, for the Greek football as well. Uh, because it was uh, the first game in the Champions League of the club. Uh, it was the first uh, home game it was the first win and it was the first goal and it was written to be one of the best goals in the history of the club in the competition of the champions league so having me scoring that goal it's uh now i think back and i think uh, all these uh, memories and right. these uh, it's a, it's a privilege to to yeah. play in this no. uh, competition it's I cannot, music, exp- I cannot explain if you don't if you haven't played in a Champions League game, feeling the electricity, the even the the music the, the music, and, the music and, of yeah. the Champions League, yeah. uh, unbelievable, and uh, having uh, eighty thousand crazy fans uh, backing you uh, from the first minute, from the warm-up, even from the hotel, all the way with the bus to the stadium. It, it was, was a, it streets. was a huge parade with. Motorbikes, cars, flags, scarves, smoke, flares, smoke. Yeah, so it's, uh, experience, it's, that, it's unbelievable. It's great, great, great memories.
0: But to score that goal is a proud moment as well for your family, for yourself, and now
1: even more so because the older you get, you appreciate it even more, yes. don't you? Correct, correct, and you understand too, what I'm what I'm saying. Yeah. So because you've scored uh,
2: oh. brilliant you the brilliant goal well. <laughs> Yeah, but. So Champions League mobile phones exposure yeah, mobile phone, yes. it's all changing now. Mm-hmm.
1: Great performance. Anybody else come in for you then? Uh, I remember my my agent uh, mentioning about uh, Italian clubs. Uh, I remember he was mentioning about uh, Parma, Atalanta, uh this kind of uh, clubs. Um, no English. No, any, not any English clubs uh, yet. Uh, but, uh, you know, you build your reputation uh, because uh, all the clubs and all the scouts are watching either the national team, Champions League and UEFA Cup. Yeah. This is the three uh, major uh, attractions to the, to the scouts. But if some club is clever enough, they send the scouts to lower leagues uh, to lower less inter- uh, less interest games, because this is where you get your bargains
2: from. Of course,
1: yeah. everybody is going to the big games. Nobody goes to the scrappy games, to the lower leagues, to lower uh, lower division football-wise countries. Because this is where the, the diamonds are.
0: Exactly, and that's the saying, isn't well, it? the diamonds and the rough, but I mean the, the other and of side. Course,
1: and, he, and in England as well, yeah. everywhere.
0: The other side of that, Celios, is the fact that Champions League, internationals, you're up for it, big games. Come and watch you, see what your attitude's like when you're playing the lower teams. Correct. No, are you still in the same? Are you still putting the same work in? Or is it you know, just for the big games? So Correct. you learn a lot more about a player yeah. looking at the lesser games.
1: Yep. Yeah. And if you're lucky enough, uh, you learn a, more t- a lot about the player when he plays in a lower le- uh, league division. Exactly.
0: What's his attitude like?
1: How he is and uh, how he he performs.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, when you look through your seven seasons, Olympiacos first season, 31 games, seven goals. Second season, 31 games, three goals.
1: That was Do- a that was a bad uh, season for me. Yeah, Very it, bad. Hit
0: the post a few times that season.
1: No, that's not an excuse. <laughs> I have to be hard with myself. <laughs>
0: 23 games, seven goals. 29 games, 10 goals. 26 games, 11 goals. 21 games, 11 goals. And your last season, twenty nine and fifteen.
1: My last season was my my best uh, stats. Sc- scoring wise, without doubt. Not only not only scoring wise. Just everything all around You everything game. everything. But I'm it was surprised. A the complete, a complete season.
0: What I'm trying to say, I'm surprised that so consistent as a goal scoring midfield player that nobody's taken you before then.
1: Uh, we had uh, my agent had uh, some uh, interest, but uh, it didn't happen because uh, I renewed my contract with Olympiakos twice, right. with much better uh, terms. But uh, at the same time, uh, uh, it wasn't a big offer from uh, any uh, big, bigger club than Olympiakos for me to consider. That's why I, I stayed at the club, because I was very, very happy. My family was settled. We were very, very happy. Everyone, I was enjoying my football. I had fantastic teammates. Uh, I enjoyed every moment, every even even every single training session.
0: Well, when things are going as well as they are, the grass isn't always greener, is it elsewhere?
1: Correct, and there's no reason
0: to change that. Winning the title every year. Yeah. Good coach, good teammates. Yeah. You're on good money now, obviously, as well with new terms. Why?
1: Everything was uh, good. Uh, heaven, you know. So I'll take you
0: then to your last season. Yes. The 29 appearances, 15 goals. Yes. You must have started getting a phone call from a certain club in England.
1: Uh, Big Sam had uh, his eyes on me uh, in that season. Uh, I still, for, I'm still forgetting the. The name of the scout that uh, he sent in Greece, uh, which is not uh, in this uh, life now. Right. Uh, Anyway. When
0: when were you aware of the first interest from Bolton Wanderers? Uh,
1: January. January two thousand
0: and three. So during the season, during your last season.
1: During my last season, uh, because from January, I would be, I was free to sign uh, whatever I want. You could speak to any club. Six months before the end of the contract.
0: Now. So. At that same time, with Olympiacos, obviously they were trying to get you to sign a new contract. Yes. Was your mind made up that you were going to make the move then?
1: No. No? Uh, I was in a 50-50 decision, split, uh, because uh, I had already uh, played six and a half seasons. Now it was the end of the seventh season. Uh, The championship was going to the wire. So I wanted to focus uh, 100% uh, to the championship to win the the title, and I didn't want to get uh, distracted from uh, any interest uh, whatsoever. Even if it was from Real Madrid, for example, I would have my focus to to Olympiacos to win the title, and after to decide what I was uh, was going to to choose and what happens.
0: So at the end of the season and you've won the title. It's gone to the wire. You've won the title. Yeah. When's the first time you met or spoke with Big Sam?
1: Uh, I didn't speak with uh, Big Sam at the beginning. No? No. I was uh, speaking with uh, Simon Marland. Okay. The Secretary General. You know Simon. Very. And uh, it was uh, due to... It was... uh, um, an appointment, me, a meeting between me and the president of uh, Olympiacos in order to, to renew my contract, uh, which uh, uh, we fell out. You know, it, we didn't agree uh, in, that, uh, in that meeting. I was told uh, since January, now it's that's a little bit of a private conversation, but I don't have a problem to, to say now. I was told in January that... Uh, I was uh, questioned, not, uh, not I was, I was questioned from the club, which was my demand from January to sign a new contract. Uh, so I, I, I said what I want for the contract, which they said, okay, brilliant, uh, we will speak uh, in due course, we will speak again. So the season went on very well, goals, one of the match, you know, the usual stuff. And when the, the season ended, with uh, the big game against Panathinaikos, we won uh, 3-0. Uh, we, we, need, uh, we needed a, a two-goal difference win because we were going together and uh, in the same points we needed a two-goal difference in order to, if we end up with the same points, to have the goal difference to win the title. So we, won the, we beat them uh, 3-0 with two goals of me, the big game. So it was the one game before the season uh, finishes, we played with Panathinaikos and we had one last game away with uh, Xanthi, which we won 5-1, I I remember, and that's called my last goal of the season as well, over there. And uh, after the Panathinaikos game, uh, I had a meeting with uh, the president, because uh, it was the decisive one, the big game we won 3-0, so we almost win the title. It was a matter of uh, five, six days to go to the final game, uh, away from home. Uh, It was a full house from our fans. So it was a job done game. Uh, So uh, after the game with Panathinaikos, we had uh, the meeting with the president. Uh, I thought that uh, we would agree, because they knew from January what I want, but uh, the offer was not what I wanted. And uh, That was the trigger for me to, because I already had uh, the proposal of uh, Simon Marland to my agent. Uh, And after I triggered uh, the offer and uh, decided to, to come here.
0: So then, if the president had came with the offer you thought you were getting, would you have stayed? Yes. You would have stayed at Olympiacos? Yes. Yeah? So we would never have seen you here. Possibly.
1: And and I wouldn't have never uh, been uh, able to, to play here and meet you and this uh, fantastic club. Oh.
0: Well, I'm glad your president didn't agree with you, if I'm honest with you. I thought... Uh, because, you know, it's... No, it, it's every, everything is God's yeah. will. It's meant to be.
1: It's, God, it's God's plan. Yeah. And uh, maybe it was from God, uh, uh, present from God to, to me to come in the Premier League because... The Premier League is the Premier League. Everybody from uh, five years old, they going to play in uh, the Premier, Premier League. League. And it was a big temptation for me. Of course, I got uh, a lot of complaints from our fans because Bolton was not. It was big. It was they not a big club. Didn't see Bolton as a big club. No. So why are, you, why are you leaving? Why are you Correct. going there? Correct. Why are you leaving uh, Olympiakos to go to who? Yeah. Who is Bolton? What do they have done? Who are they? Where do they play? do they exist who they are you know you leave us from them yeah. that was the question i said yes i leave you for them because we will get bigger We will get bigger and uh, i got convinced from the project that uh, big sam uh, had and this that was the, the day that uh, i spoke with uh, big sam uh, first time
0: so when's the first time you met him face to face
1: uh when i came to to sign here uh, i had my fitness my fitness, uh, my fitness uh, tests and uh, when i finished my fitness tests and everything went uh, went okay and by the way it was uh, i have a great story to tell you before the fitness test <laughs> it was uh, in the end of the season uh, it was uh, set up uh, to me- to play a uh, uh, exhibition game between the Greek all-stars and the foreign all-stars of the Greek uh, championship. So, for example, uh, the the game is uh, supposed to happen on, let's say, Friday. We play on Friday. Sunday, Saturday morning, five o'clock, you know, Friday to Saturday. Five o'clock in the morning, I have flight to come here. I arrive uh, uh, midday. Something like this. I have played the 90 minutes in the exhibition game. Uh, okay, a relaxed game, but it's 90 minutes game. Normal game, but a little bit more relaxed, like a training. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you know, the you have the fatigue, you have the, the, the yeah. travel, you have everything. Yeah. And the next, uh, next day, 11, 11.30, I'm here. In Bolton. Uh, I got picked uh, by the, air, uh, to the from the airport. I come here, <laughs> and uh, mi- I meet uh, Phil Brown. He says, uh, "You go for a fitness test." I say, "What? I have played uh, 90 minutes yesterday. I have uh, uh, three and a half hours flight. What fitness test?" He says, "That's all right. It, it will be it will be nothing. It will be low low tempo." I say, "Okay." We go first uh, for a scan, blood tests, everything. Scan from from head to toes, everything okay. Uh, after uh, the fitness coach waits for me to go to the to the Bolton Arena for a fitness test, and I made the prem- the yo yo test. You know the Premier League yeah. test, which is back and forth. So the bleep test. The bleep beep test. test. Yeah. Yes. I say, are you serious? How am I going to complete? I'm, I'm fatigued. I'm tired from yesterday. No, no, no. We will understand when you are, and we will stop you. Guess what? I never stopped. I did everything so because I was afraid that I would fail the test and I will not sign for the club. And you know, I almost killed myself (laughs) to pass the test and uh, sign for the club. You completed the whole bleep test? I completed, yes. Wow. That's something going, by the way, that. It was a killer. It was a killer. It's
0: it's tough. It really is tough. I mean, it's sprinting at the end. So, what
2: the filled out, the ref? Did they have to yeah. do it, but probably yeah. not as a higher level? No,
1: no, they had a certain criteria to meet.
2: Steph, did you speak English when you
1: come over? I was a little bit more rubbish uh, than now. Would you? A bit like my Greek? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like your
2: pronunciation.
0: <laughs> like he's English, you know, when he's Greek.
2: <laughs> so who took you under the wing, then, first day of training? Anybody like, <clears throat> help you out?
1: First day then in, in training... Um, I still remember it was uh, the club was very very warm. Uh, the reception of the club uh, to me was very very warm. Everybody tried to to get around me to make me feel at home because it's completely different, different world. So it were not just one then everybody. Everybody in the club tried from the personnel try to make me feel uh, at home, and uh, I I still remember that and. Uh, it was, it was very, very helpful for me and my family as well. Because it's not only the one and a half hour you spend on the pitch, on the training. It's all the rest of the day. You go home, you know nobody. Different habits, different neighbourhoods, different culture, different driving. Everything is different. So you have Diffic- to settle. It
0: can be really difficult at times because you've got the kids going into schools. You've got, I mean, do you know what I mean? There's lots of other things that people never see. You know, when you go to a foreign country and you, you walk into the dressing room, you've yes. got to, little things like you
1: find bank accounts, doctors, schools. Every, every everything. everything, everything. You start from the from zero, everything. From zero, yeah. And um, at the same time, I had my first son. My oldest son was two and a half years old. And my wife was, was pregnant for my second son. Two and a half years bor- old, that's a hard was, age. Who was born here in uh, Preston, Bought- in Fulwood, Preston. Fulwood? Fulwood, yes. He is born in Fulwood and uh, with a two and a half years old uh, boy, uh, which is difficult age. Yeah. And being pregnant. And me trying to settle in a new team. In the first training session or the third, I clash with Ricardo Gardner head with head. I make seven stitches here. I'm, uh, you know, I'm dying, I'm uh, down on the <laughs> on the grass. The water pours, the, the blood pours out from uh, my forehead. Everybody comes and says, Stelios, welcome to England. (laughs) (laughs) I say thank you very much.
2: I'm glad I come.
1: And uh, uh, five, six days later, I make uh, my debut with a stitch. Well, I'm going to bring you to that
2: against Man United. (laughs) Yeah, Man United. Back to the training. What was it like training with Okoccia, Campo, Jokiev, Bruno Ingotti? What was that like?
1: It was brilliant. But uh, for me it was uh, nothing new because uh, I was I was training with uh, Giovanni, Karembé, oh, cool. uh, Elias back in Greece. Giovanni was playing for Barcelona.
2: Of course, I remember that. No. Karembé
1: was playing; was already a European champion and a world champion. Zelias was uh, was champions with Inter Milan. So of course it's privilege, but it's normal. For me it was normal, but uh, for uh, some other players that have never seen this kind of. Caliber players, they say, Oh my god, uh, I play with JJ or Yes, but JJ was playing with me as well. That's the thing. Oh, so I know. No, so you're
0: you're part of that. Talking about the big players, they are big, Definitely, but yeah, you're one of them.
1: Yes. Absolutely. I was one of them. So when you are one of them, you don't see them from like this. No. You are equal. Fernando Hierro and all these legends. So Big Sam
2: sold you this dream. Got over, got the family over. Debut away at Man United?
1: It was not a good one. Debut. Uh, We made uh, made the same day debut with uh, Cristiano.
2: Cristiano Ronaldo played
1: uh, his first game. I played my first game. But uh, the fate had different plans in the end of that uh, season for us too. Yeah.
2: 4 0, two for gigs, one for scores, one for Van Nistereye, and Ronaldo comes off the bench. Yeah. Welcome to England. (laughs)
1: Welcome to England, yes.
2: How did you find the football different? Premiership and Greek?
1: This is the situation and the time that uh, I got the preparation from uh, Dabizas Because he played for Newcastle uh, before me. So he he got me familiar with uh, the English mentality, the English uh, way of playing, of course. The television in uh, the recent year was not the television that I was growing up, so I had the opportunity to watch and uh, analyze myself uh, the English mentality, the English way of playing. and uh, it was not very difficult for me to, to adapt. I think I adapted uh, quite quite quick.
2: After the first year, did you have any favorite gar- favorite grounds? you like playing away? Tottenham. Tottenham, Why Thailand?
1: Yeah I don't know why. I loved the the ground and the atmosphere and the, how it's made. It was like a barrel, and you play on the bottom of it, like a Bernabeu, yeah, for example. Yeah, close. And it pitch. was so
0: close to the pitch. One, it? it was a great atmosphere. Was Everybody
1: lost. was uh, mentioning about Old Trafford. I had already, I had already played in Old Trafford three years before uh, with Olympiacos in the Champions League. It's okay. It's not, it's not my favorite place to go and uh, and play. Uh, when I was playing in Tottenham. You know, I was uh, more excited. Uh, I don't know why.
2: To be fair, it was a good stomping ground for us for a few years, Tottenham. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We had a lot of nice results. I also remember uh, Elan Road, because I, I scored my, my first Premier League goal over there. We were wearing a, a red T-shirt. So next day, because it was my first Premiership goal, uh, Olympiakos has his own newspaper in Greece. And because we were playing red, I was in a big picture uh, next day in, uh, in Greece. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, if only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? because of uh, that goal and they were wearing the, the red. Did
2: your Olympiakos fans calm down and ever forgive you? Uh,
1: yes, they did. Uh, because uh, they realised that uh, I left Olympiakos to, to join and uh, live the dream of the Premier League. So, as I said before, they have crisis. Uh, they have the criteria to, to understand that uh, uh, the... Um, not crisis, the wrong word, uh, judgment. Right. Uh, they have the judgment to understand that uh, you leave them to live your dream. And they ades- they understood that. Them. So you, they love me, I love them still. Still to this day, you go yes. back and you still get a great welcome, yes, don't you? Yes, yes.
0: Well, you haven't done too much wrong, have you, really? Yeah. And it's time's a great healer as well, isn't it? I mean, if you're a supporter and arguably your best player is leaving you, you feel aggrieved, don't you? Yes. You feel down because they want you to stay. They felt. And it's a marker of respect. I
1: can understand them. Yeah. I understand them. And uh, I understand um, uh, the feeling that uh, was in their hearts at that time. But uh, as the time, as you said, goes by, they understood as well uh, what was the reason I left. And uh, I didn't leave them to go to Panathinaikos or Ike or PAOK. I left them to go to, to live my dream. That had from from a kid to play in a big league and live the experience of the Premier League.
0: And the fact is, if you hadn't done well for them and you weren't so popular, they wouldn't have said anything. Yeah. They would have said on you go. Yeah. So it's a big mark of respect it, from it the is. supporters. It
1: is. It Although is. it's hard to take at the time. It was for it was for both of us hard. Yes. Of course. It was hard for me to, to leave my country, to leave my comfort zone. Because I left everything. And I start here from from zero. From nothing. And you're still here. Uh, we, we left for 10 years and, uh, sorry, we came back at uh, summer 2020. So it's the third year now we're back. Who did uh, you get close to in the team?
2: Who were your, your friends?
1: Really, every day we had a good relationship with, I had good relationship with everybody, uh, but uh, you cannot go out and socialise with everybody, as you, you know. Um, I had uh, with uh, uh, Tal Haim. we had uh, some uh, extra company Uh, he was coming to my house I was going to his house Uh, after one season or two seasons I remember Samaras uh, signed for Man City uh, from uh, Herrenfein so it was one more Greek in the town in Manchester so we were uh, hanging around with his family and my family quite often uh, we had uh, a lot of uh, days out with all the lads uh, for, uh, for a drink which uh, was very very uh, uh, it united us bonding, uh, team, bonding, bonding. Team, bond, team, yep. team building and uh, that was one more uh, revolution from uh, Big Sam I think mm-hmm. one of the many that he had uh, he was uh, very, very, very ahead of his time, he was thinking uh, very, very far and uh, you can understand that of what uh, actions he did, what he did for the club and uh, how he manoeuvred behind the scenes with all this uh, backroom stuff uh, he had and uh, these, uh, team buildings, uh, were, uh, this team building was uh, one of these uh, keys for, uh, for success for that club.
0: We've mentioned previous all the big-name players, which you're one of. Who was your favourite player to play with at that time? Here. Who, who stood out to you?
1: Here. Yeah. Fernando. Different class. He made it look easy, didn't he? As a supporter. Elegant. In his movement. Silk. Silk. Silk.
0: Yeah, just absolute. Wow, that word. Yeah. You,
1: understand, you understand that he has played for Real Madrid? Legend of Real Madrid and the national team of Spain. Stop. Full stop, as you say. <laughs> Could you learn anything from him?
2: Because you can always learn, keep learning. When he comes, the way he acts He's, or anything, is there, there must be stuff you can
1: I met him. I met him now in the World Cup because I was uh, one, one month covering the, the World Cup and analysing the games. And he was analysing for the, for the television as well, like me. And uh, we had the opportunity to sit down and uh, have a conversation and a coffee. You know, it's this aura, how you call it, yeah. that uh, comes out naturally from, from the person you, you're speaking with. And Fernando has it. You know, he he's uh, he's different. And uh, that's why he played for Real Madrid and uh, the national team so many years in a so high level, elite level player for many, many years. So I think uh, he is the best Player that has uh, worn uh, the. I haven't met uh, Nat Lofthouse, which is the big legend of the club, of course. But f- this uh, type of player, I, d- I think he's the best in the history of the club that uh, has played.
0: It's just a shame that we got him so late in his career. Yes. But we're just glad we got him at all because. He was so good. He was never going to come to us earlier on in his career. Because and uh, no disrespect
1: to the other players as well. Like you said, Bruno, JJ, Ivan, uh, Candela Diouf, Anelka, uh, Ricardo Gardner, Yussi. Uh, so many players, uh, legends to their countries. Every, they are the legends of all the, the, yeah. the countries, these, these guys.
0: When you start naming the names, we had an unbelievable squad. Unbelievable.
1: Unbelievable, unbelievable team. And that's why we qualified twice for Europe. Exactly. Nothing comes from uh, from luck. No. It's uh, talent, dedication, hard work, backroom staff, manager, board. All together. All together. And the fans will get crazy, and it's normal. And after this bond is uh, becoming one, the fans, the players, the board, everybody becomes one. I this did- is the this is the family.
2: How long would you say it took you to settle when your, your wife was settled, your family and yourself?
1: On the pitch, I settled uh, pretty quickly.
2: Oh, well, that's but, one i going to come to. But
1: outside of the pitch, uh, for us Greeks and all the Mediterranean uh, nations, uh, Portuguese, uh, Spanish, it's totally different. We don't have the sun here, for example. We take energy from the sun. It's a given that next morning it's a sunshine. When you come and every day is dark and raining, <laughs> it's, uh, it's hard. You get the odd good day. It's hard. I mean, if you look for out, football, no, it's
2: cloudy and rainy
1: today. <laughs> but for football, yeah. for football, it's perfect. It's the perfect weather for football. For all the rest, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can't have everything. You cannot have everything. And uh, this is the things that uh, you have to sacrifice and uh, settle. Put it out of your mind. You say, OK, this is the weather. Forget it. You, set, you focus on what you have to do. And your job is to look after your family and perform on the pitch. Nothing else. And the sooner you understand that you put it in, the, in your mind, the better you become and the more relaxed you are and uh, you, you perform and you live your everyday life.
2: Is there any games come to mind, what you think of,
1: give you a smile? A lot of games. European games, uh, home games, away games. I spent a fortune I, it's, watching them away. It's, uh, it's a lot of games. You cannot, you cannot uh, take out and say you don't remember the Bayern Munich away 2-2. You cannot forget... Uh, I brought my nephew
2: there, 7 You cannot forget
1: uh, 0-0 in Atletico Madrid. You cannot forget uh, that we didn't deserve to lose in Marseille away. I remember that one. You cannot forget all these... Uh, all my these, favourite uh, were because we were going out. Loved it, yes. Who we were going out because they scored a screamer, didn't they? Yes. And uh, the Premier League, home and away, fantastic games. Uh, Arsenal at home uh, and uh, we knocked the Thamble out of the cup uh, and then we beat them in the league when they were the invisibles as well. The big Arsenal. The good Arsenal. Yeah, you can't have a game. Can't, can you, can you, I game.
2: Unbelievable. How can you pick one like, of them?
0: Think, think back, you know, all the big name players, not just at this football club, but in the Premier League at that time as well. It was a who's who of world football, wasn't it? At that time, I mean, huge games. When you think about Henry, I know Shearer, Anelka. You don't other, have any
1: stars now, do Bear you?
0: Camp. You know what I mean? It
1: just you have all these stars, week in, week out, coming here. Exactly. And because every team uh, had the uh, big names, yeah, big stars. Every single one of them. Uh, if you go back and see the rosters, mm-hmm. the squad. You will see big, big names.
2: You don't see dropping now. This day and age, yeah. Not as many. There's no uh, the, standout. It, players there were more. Clubs, is there? It
0: seemed like there were more shared out at that time. Every club had five, six, seven big yes. name players. You know, so everybody... both both English and international. Yes. So every every team was uh, an attraction. Yes.
1: Yes.
0: You know, and as you look back, but you look back, think back for the fans here. Yes. What a time to be a, a, oh. a fan at this football club. It's European football,
2: seeing all these stars on the pitch,
0: yes. week in, week out,
2: especially midweek. Yeah, and the, yes. the big clubs didn't like coming, did they? No, it's like you had a one 0
1: start before you no. kicked off. I still remember the the dressing room. Sometimes you know, big Sam was very, very clever on that as well. He were he were putting uh, the newspapers. For example, uh, when Arsene Wenger uh, saying, uh, "Oh, I don't want to visit Bolton Reebok Stadium again." It's going to be a nightmare. And, you know, all this uh, motivational stuff that he was uh, inventing was very, very clever. Yeah. And motivational videos and...
0: Well, use it, use it to your advantage, won't yes. it? Because if Wenger is, is, is unhappy about coming here and playing here, that's going to portray onto his players, isn't it? Correct. So And Big Sam, clever man, pinpoints that. and Very clever. Yeah. Like you said earlier, way ahead of his time at that point.
1: Yes.
2: So, flying, playing a lot of good football for a few years, 2005 season, contract coming up, rumours Man City and Liverpool came in for you? Yes. Never thought of leaving?
1: Only for Liverpool,
0: not for City. It was a manager, Stuart Pearce, manager yes, yes. at Man City, Benitez at Liverpool. Yes.
1: I had uh, Stuart Pearce... Uh... Uh, interest um, with good contracts but uh, at that point, us and City, we are uh, in the Similar. same same level. Sorry. And uh, for me, it was not point uh, like I said before with Olympiacos. It was no, no point for me to leave uh, Bolton and uh, go to City.
0: As a sideways move. It
1: uh, would be the same. Better money, but. Not always money is a uh, first priority in your life. Did you? I was settled, I was happy, my family was happy, had this affiliation and this bond with the fans. Uh, I would live only for a, a big club. And Liverpool uh, was uh, the big club.
0: Going, going back to Manchester City, did you speak face-to-face with Stuart Pearce? Yes. Did he come across as somebody who really wanted you?
1: Yes. He, your wanted decision, me, he wanted me badly. But your decision was made? Yeah, I, I just went for it uh, because I wanted to be polite. I already knew the answer before the meeting. OK.
0: So Rafa Benitez, the manager at Liverpool, who you've seriously thought about then. You obviously met him face-to-face.
1: No, I never met him face-to-face. Uh, he was calling me every single day because... Uh, <laughs> It was uh, up to his lawyer and the lawyer of uh, Liverpool to send the official offer to, to the club here because I had a small uh, small amount of money close in my contract. Was that a million pounds? A million pounds. Yeah. Which was for Liverpool, it's nothing, you know. And um, uh, he was calling me every single day to, to, to tell me to be careful in the training. Don't get injured because after in the midday they will send the, the, the offer. That went on the whole week. And after the training, he was uh, calling me again to see if I was injured or not. You know, to, to make the move. I said, no, I'm not injured. I'm, I'm okay. Next day the same. I said, why well, you don't say the you don't send the, 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 the offer? He says, uh, yes, it's a conflict with uh, the lawyers and uh, your club and my club. It's not in our hands. I don't know what happened behind the scenes. And uh, as the week uh, was going to the end, we were playing um, West Ham away. Friday morning, uh, Big Sam hugs me. He takes me to his office, locks the, the office, put the key in the, in the pocket. I said, Gaffa, we have the training. Forget the training. We have a game tomorrow, Gaffa. Forget the game. You renew the, your contract now. I said, my agent, me and you. <laughs> I said, okay. He's a big lad, though, isn't he? So he wasn't going to let you leave that room no. until you signed that contract. Correct. Yeah. You're not going out of this room if you don't renew your contract. Wow. I said, We have some more episodes before that. Uh, I had uh, some conversation with uh, the uh, uh, ex-chairman, Mr. Gartside, which uh, we fell out. Uh, I made my demands clear. He told me that uh, there's no way for uh, for us to pay this uh, contract. We don't pay this money to any footballer, so you stay on the money that you have now? Okay. I stay on the money, okay. And uh, the, Liv- the interest of Liverpool comes, and all the situations changes. Changes. I play uh, the previous, uh, the last game before that week against Newcastle, and after the game, I I shake my hands to the fans like this, and uh, the chairman thought that I was saying goodbye to the fans. Okay, but I didn't. I was just uh, waving to the fans after the uh, games, as you, you clap and. Yeah. Uh, and he said, what was that you did to the fans? You said uh, bye-bye. I said, no. I didn't say bye-bye. I said, uh, thank you. Great, uh, great performance. Thank you very much for the uh, backing the team and stuff. He said, no, no, you said goodbye because of these rumors of City and Liverpool. I said, no. Anyway, and um, when uh, Big Sam uh, locked me to the, to the office, I told him, what about uh, the chairman? I am the chairman, he says. (laughs) Leave it to me. Leave it with me. Okay. And uh, I said uh, this situation very, very delicate because Liverpool at any day will send the offer. They will send nothing. How much you want? You know how much I want. This. Okay, anything else? We put some extra bonuses and stuff. You say, are you happy? I say, yes. He calls his PA, he says, prepare this number, this, 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 Stelios, contract, now, five minutes. And in five minutes, I I signed the contract and I went out and Big Sam told to the lads, Stelios just renewed his contract. And everybody was clapping, wow. celebrating. And after we, we trained, we got the train from Preston, we, go, we, we went to, to West Ham, we won, I think. Because it was a habit for us to win, home and away, in them them days. I was very, very happy to renew my contract. Did Benitez ring you up? No, when uh, I renewed my contract, uh, the him. calls uh, stopped. Just yeah. stopped?
2: Not even a courtesy call? No. Like you no. had the courtesy to go and see Stuart Pearce?
0: No. You probably wouldn't do though, if you're honest. I mean, because he had been disappointed as well, but... It just goes to show, Stellius, because I mean, if he had come through with that contract, you would have had a decision to make, wouldn't you? Yes. And sounds like probably it would have been more of in favour of Liverpool at that time, because the chairman here had said no. Yeah. So you're thinking, my yeah. mind's made up then if I'm, I'm going to go to Liverpool. Yeah. But thankfully, Big Sam
2: twisted your arm and locked you in that room, and, and that was it. Yes. It was a big part, wasn't it, Big Sam, the team? And for the players, I think you all are big of Sam. For him.
1: Uh, he, as you say, here in England, the uh, back the backbone. The backbone. The backbone. Yeah. Of the team. So when he left, did it a lot of people miss him? I think when uh, Big Sam left, uh, it was a disaster for the for the club. Big
2: changes. I, I get. It. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The club was After so many years, uh, you go back, you can criticize, of course, because. The, the years have gone by, it was a mistake for to, to let him go and fall out and have a, a disagreements. Yeah, over well, not a lot really, wasn't it? No. Because when you are with somebody, the visions go parallel. You have the same visions, you have the same goals. You cannot change your goals suddenly. It was a
0: big change for the football club and also it just it,
1: killed It, it would it? never have
0: been the right time anyway. Because I think somebody as big with as big as a personality as Sam has and being such a leader and being vocal and being the focal point of everything, Yes. You know, once they leave, it's a big miss it is. And it's going to take a long time to get over that.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's, it was a big loss for the club uh, in every level, in every department. And had an impact on the pitch and off the pitch as well. well I think got... everyone
2: sensed.
1: I, I were a fan, I was there then, so...
2: You knew that the good times have ended. You just knew as a fan
1: it's starting to go, levels are down now. And I think uh, some mistakes uh, were made in some uh, decisions. Sammy Lee,
2: Gary Megson.
1: Uh Sammy Lee was not a mistake. Gary? Gary Mengson was a mistake. A lot of football supporters <laughs> say that one. It was a mistake because you can understand from the from the numbers and from the um, way he was treating uh, the the dressing room. I don't want personally to say publicly uh, what happened with me because it's not my character. Uh, he was not. The, calib- the caliber of the manager that uh, this club wanted. No. the club was too big for him.
2: Right.
1: And he had to handle big personalities, and uh, I think he couldn't. You need to be talented to handle this type of dressing rooms. It's not only the-, the coaching. It's mental coaching and man-to-man management that you need to have in a top. because football, football is the same. It doesn't change. You need the ball. 11 versus 11. Offside, throw-in, goal kicks are all the same. The difference is how you man-manage the personalities in the dressing room. This is what makes the difference. And you are Pep, Klopp, Arteta, Sir Alex and all these big managers. The man-to-man management. This is the talent that they have. And Big Sam uh, was uh, the king. Of, uh, this, uh, he's done just great wherever he's gone, so it's... He has,
0: and, and and like you said, you know, it's hard as well, still, as You've been used to playing for the type of character Big Sam is and you've enjoyed it, enjoy his company and his training's good, his methods are good, he's got the right backroom staff. And then when somebody changes it, they come in, they try and put their own mark on it, change things round. It doesn't suit the squad, doesn't yeah. suit the personnel. Yeah. But also, he also didn't suit the supporters either when you look at it Gary and got off to a bad start really with the supporters he got on the wrong side of them and then it was there was never a relationship was there?
1: no there are some things that have uh, happened in private which i understand they are not for uh, for uh, public mentioning so that makes uh, me understand why he didn't uh, he was not a success it's clear
2: so when you left was it were you ready to leave was it, well, it your uh, choice, Sterlios? Did
0: no. you say you wanted to go, or did he say, "Look, you may no. as well go, because I'm not going to play you"?
1: No, it's not a secret. Uh, he he sent me a letter uh, to my house. We were el- every day in the dressing in the training ground, and he sent me a letter to to say goodbye to me. This is the only thing I can speak in public.
0: So not a face-to-face
1: conversation, a letter to your house saying that the club no wanted your service. And I'm not. I'm not any player or. To any player, you cannot do that. No. You cannot do that to a player, any player. You have the player every day, face-to-face. You are men. So, you are man. So you Say, face-to-face. Thank you very much. I, I will not need you next season. Thanks for everything. Blah, blah. You can say something. Not with a letter. Coward's way, innit? No, I don't want to mention coward or no. whatever. So
0: you've you've trained gone home from training, gone in your house, and there's a letter. You've read the letter.
1: And he says, uh, thank you very much. I will not need you for uh, the rest of uh, the the next season. Uh, The door of uh, Bolton Wanderers will be open for you, whatever. And who are you to say the Bolton Wanderers? The Bolton Wanderers is in my heart. Did you go back to training the next day? I think it was one of the last days of the of the season. Uh, I, I, I don't think I had the opportunity to see him again face to face. So it was in the letter, probably saying not to come back, and that was it. Yeah, it was uh, after the final uh, training or whatever. I don't I don't remember yeah. exactly. I didn't have the opportunity to go face to face and tell him why you send me the letter and you don't tell me face to face. That's.
0: So you've had the letter, you've made the decision now, um, OK, I'm looking for a club. I'm looking for a club, yes. You found a friendly face at Hull City.
1: Yes, and uh, Phil Brown, he, he wanted me uh, really, really bad because it was uh, the Euro 2008 and uh, because of our kids were going to Bolton school as well. He, he mentioned me before the Euros, uh, before the Euro started that uh, he wants me in Hal City and I said, let me finish with the Euros because maybe something bigger comes up or something else comes up, you know. That was the, the, the discussion that we had, but uh, that, that was a mistake from me. Hull City? No, uh, to say that, uh, wait a moment, let's wait and see. Okay. Because uh, at the same time, where you're a manager, you need to prepare your staff, your, uh, your squad, yeah. and uh, prepare for the season. And maybe Phil, he had different plans. He made other moves. That's why I, I ended up very, very late to sign for uh, Hull City. Because you were September, I think. I was September. Yeah. So it was my mistake. I should have agreed uh, at that moment, or I should have it, left it open and go somewhere else. Because at that point when I, when I joined Hull, Phil Brown had already made uh, some other uh, options and I didn't have the, the time play that I wanted there. That's why it was very, very short. Do
0: you think the re- part of the reason would have been because you didn't get a proper pre-season before you went there and missing out on the c- club's pre-season?
1: No. The pre-season that I had, uh, believe me or not, even uh, though I was not training with the club, I made 10 times more Arrogate. intense tra- training myself right. on the beach, on the gym, in every aspect. Right. So I was 200% ready to, to go and sign for a club. Was there but, other, uh,
0: other interest apart from Hull City?
1: Uh, there was interest and that was a big mistake for me that I didn't go to the Championship. Okay. Because I was too arrogant.
0: Right. What, to stay in the Premier League? Yes. What Championship team? Sheffield. Sheffield
1: Wednesday or Sheffield United? Sheffield United. Yeah. And uh, eventually they got promoted, as, I, 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 if I remember correctly.
0: Hull City didn't, didn't really happen. It didn't overall. work, no?
2: No, not at all. Let's go to the juicy bit, John. Greece 2004. Greece 2004, <laughs> Euro
0: Championships. The build-up to it. How confident were you as a team? Did you think you were going to do as well as you did? Do you think how how did it all start off?
1: How did it all start? Uh, it all started with uh, an away game, an away game against uh, Spain in Saragossa. Uh,
0: he scored. Yeah.
1: Not oh. because not because I scored, I scored, but it helped. But not because <laughs> I scored, it was the key game for us to 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 change the whole situation because okay. everybody was uh, thinking that uh, that was it, that was the end. You lose, you go home. The manager, the manager, gets the sack. He goes back to Germany, and uh, we find a new manager, and we go for the next, the next uh, competition. But that victory changed everything away in Saragossa. So we we saw that we are capable of uh, uh, making a, a surprise. The belief, the belief, grew within oh. the squad. And uh, after we, we had a very very good uh, pre-season in. Uh, Switzerland, with the team, with the squad, before go to Portugal uh, for 20-25 days. Proper pre-season, uh, team building, focus, no distractions. We're just by ourselves and the, the manager, nobody else. So uh, good preparation, and we get to the tournament to achieve from the first game. We just needed one goal one victory and play well because we hadn't achieved that in the previous tournament tournaments that we were uh, we were at so we achieved all three from the first game so after that uh, first game we got relieved and we got we got ourselves free to ex- to express uh, the talent that we have plus the team building and the dedication and the discipline that we had uh, in the 90 minutes
2: had a great squad as well though you did. You it a was a great squad, squad yeah. uh,
1: with good players in the, in the peak of their careers. Goalkeeper
2: was solid, wasn't it? Great goalkeeper. Everyone,
1: everyone. From f- start to finish.
0: But to have a run like that and to do so well, everything has to fall into place. Correct. It's, you know what I mean? And One like- game we
1: didn't perform, we lost against Russia. We were... Uh, unacceptable.
2: But was and we that good, though, as well? So you knew that your standards were low not to do that again? Was it a good like, wake-up
1: call? Yes. It was like a, a punch in the face to wake us up. And uh, it happened in the correct uh, timing.
2: Was the team set up every time you got 1-0 up, that's it, shut
1: up shop? No, that was not uh, the plan. The plan was uh, always the, the clean sheet mentality. And after uh, capitalising on the opportunities that uh, you create, which uh, will not be many. And uh, we managed to do both. Yeah, I remember watching, you, you, every time they got in front, Greece, when
2: you were watching as a fan, you were like, I think, I think that's it, it's done, I can't see them conceding. No, because we're, we we're a, a unit, unit, you? Yeah. were a unit. You had that
0: club mentality. Rather than an inter- international team as a select sort of thing. Yeah. You had that
1: club mentality it? Yeah. where everybody worked for each other. Unbelievable. Sacrifice for each other yeah. was unreal.
2: You, you probably had as well the group of death as well.
1: The group <sighs> stages, didn't you? you know, Portugal, Spain and Russia. Yeah.
2: Was that not a group of death?
1: And after you have to go against France, European and World Cup winners. But you beat them. We beat them. Then you beat after them. you go to play against the Czech Republic... That everybody mentioned them days that they are the best team of the tournament. We went to extra time, we beat them, and after in the final it was a matter of uh, the first and the final whistle. It was this were belief. Well, you calm. As a team? Much calmer than them. We were, the if you see, if you see, if you go back and you see the highlights, you see the two teams getting from the tunnel. The trophy is here, in the middle. One team from the left, one team from the right. You see the faces of us walking by the trophy. This is the trophy. And I say to the trophy in, in my head, in 90 minutes you are mine. Can you understand the, the morale of this player? In 90 minutes you are mine. You're just here for 90 minutes. Nobody's nobody's uh, going to distract me, getting you. Unbelievable moments. I've...
2: Yeah. I think Humble me. what we see is the celebrations
1: back home, what I remember. Oh. But we were playing like we were playing at home. That was the belief and the courage that we had. It's like we were playing with a... A second division team that uh, it's a matter of time for the final whistle to to win and uh, go back to celebrate. Now, you must have had a drink to celebrate after that one. Me, no, because I don't like drinking. (sighs) I
2: don't drink. You must have had a party then. Party, the party was big. So what was
0: it like, obviously? Euphoria, going up, trophy, lifting the trophy, everybody on the pitch, celebrating with the fans, everything else. I'd imagine unbelievable. What was it like when you got back on the plane and went back to your own country?
1: What was it like landing at the airport? The Greek language is incredibly rich to describe it. And even in Greek, I cannot describe it. Because I have... uh, They have asked me dozens of the same question. You cannot express what you feel when you get back home to the reception of of your whole nation. The, the words are very, very poor to demonstrate what we were feeling. It was like a dream and uh, I still think that it was a it was a dream. Sometimes you think, that have I, have I done this? Am I European champion? Yes. Yes, you
2: are. It goes back from the beginning of the podcast when you first got in the Greek team where you wanted to change things and have dreams. Well, this dream come true, didn't it?
1: But it was, uh, it would be an uh, unreal dream for me as a kid. I couldn't dream as a kid that I would be one day European champion with my national team. No. I couldn't dream that because we were very, very small as a country, football-wise. Olympiacos hero, Greek hero, Bolton hero. and uh, Greek god, really, isn't he, John? And uh, i I wish from the bottom of my heart, because now we stand here and I see the stadium on my, my left shoulder. I I really, really wish for the team to go back to the Premier League and listen to the hymn of the Champions League in this stadium. That's a dream. This is a dream, but a uh, one, all the dreams can uh, can Country. be really can be true. Yeah, without well, no, With hard work, God, he's plan, manizer, hard work, plan, tearing yeah. your my eyes, aren't they? Hard work, plan, investment. And the right people to the right jobs correct oh, to have the the dream the dream dream dream, the dream drives you on of course without dreams no. our life what is the purpose of our lives without dreams boring. it's boring yeah. you wake up from the in the morning to go back to sleep in the night for what reason dreams will will drive okay. you to to the success i've
2: got a few dreams I'd like to get some pronunciations right in one of these podcasts. Oh, come on, yeah. this is
0: not a dream. Yeah. This, is, yeah. this is a lesson. Yeah. This hey. is a lesson. That's it's never a dream. Is it? But uh, but even now, Selos, I mean, you're 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 thought of as a god in, in in Greece. You are, and I know you'll be humble and say no, but you are, and you know what? You'll forever walk around the streets for your visit places, never else, and you're known as a European champion, and you're a champion, and it's. You must be so honored and proud in your family, everybody else, your associate. We are with. all
1: the squad, we're we are all very, very proud, all the 23 of us. Uh, we were the lucky ones that we played uh, most of the games. And uh, uh, I'm wishing uh, somebody, either from this club uh, with their national team or uh, another Greek uh, team, comes out and uh, does it again. And uh, I also hope that uh, England one day, one day can lift uh, a major trophy uh, because uh, they deserve...
2: John doesn't.
0: No, I mean, uh, I'm not against it.
1: Perhaps uh, in uh, Scotland, though, won't you?
0: Yes. So, sorry
1: if you're Scotland.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Stelios. Why not
1: Scotland?
0: we just got to qualify, Don't mind anything else. Listen, because, I want to bring
2: to an end here. I want to say something. Yes. Well, it's a pleasure for me to be with a legend and a legend Sports. It's, been it's brilliant, a legendary, legendary. No, podcast.
0: no, let pop, pop, pop. It, Just before we, we, we finish, you know what I mean? I think a quick one. Recently, yes. you've made inroads into a career on, on television, haven't you? In
1: At home. Yes. Uh, you're hosting a, a sports show. I'm hosting a sports show back in uh, Cyprus Yeah. Uh, weekly. Uh, it's every Monday night. It's called uh, The Match show it's called The Match, and it's about the Greek, the Cypriot League, the Greek League, and of course all the major leagues uh, in Europe. It's only uh, every Monday from 9 until 10 o'clock.
0: And how it was, it was explained to me, you're the Gary Lineker of Cyprus. Yes, Yes. you could say so. <laughs> better looking though, than Gary Lineker. Uh, Gary Lineker is a very good looking uh, guy. Yeah, but you're even better, and you've got a better personality, if you don't mind me saying but, uh, okay, if you say so, you know, you know,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but
0: no, so doing the TV stuff at the moment, you did you covered the World Cup as well, didn't you, for a month
1: out there for, for I Greek did, television? I did for the Greek television, yes.
0: Did you enjoy that out in Qatar?
1: It was a fantastic experience.
0: I kept seeing the pictures you mentioned, yes, oh, yeah, Fernando, Bonny Bonny, Piero, yeah. Yes, just about met, everybody from Bolton. You were I getting pictures. I met everyone, everyone, yeah. and Gary Lineker, and Gary Lineker, <laughs> yeah, but, uh. But you do want to get back into coaching, don't you? You, like, you want to get back into the football side.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Did you enjoy your spell as assistant manager with, with Greece?
1: Yes, it was uh, quick, but it was uh, very, very nice. And, uh, of course, it's my second home. The dressing room is my second home, the pitch.
0: I mean, you've got a fantastic... This is my
1: oxygen. This is my yeah.
0: way of living. But, I mean, somebody so infatuated by football, you've got a great football mind... You need to be involved in the game. Absolutely. Yes. You need to be coaching. You need to be learning young players. You need to be coaching them and looking after them. You do. Let, lots the, of let, game,
1: let the board know.
0: <laughs> but it, it has to happen, Stellius, because, I mean, you are. You, you want to coach. You want to pass on your knowledge, don't you?
1: Yeah.
0: You want to get back into football. Yeah. But we all want to see you back in football.
1: Let's wait and see what happens.
0: Stellius Giannakopoulos, it's been an absolute pleasure.
1: The pleasure was mine. I'll second that. Thank you very much, Stalia. Thank Thank you very much. Thank you.
2: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices.